0: Good morning! Welcome to the Podmore Get Better podcast. Today is Sunday, July 29th. I am Will Sansett and I'm back with my co-host, Tony Johnson. Welcome back. Back from my week hiatus. Yeah. Happy to be here. I couldn't let
1: Andy take over too much, so I figured I'd better get back at it before he just uh, took over the podcast completely.
0: Yeah, good Good to have you back. We're uh, both nice and sober, so this might be a little different. Yeah, very little slurring. <laughs> yeah. Very, very. I'm assuming very good enunciation. I'll, I'll defer the uh, Cat Andres Beach or however you say <laughs> There's it. There's no N in it, bro. There's okay. no N. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll defer in case that comes up during the podcast. But we're uh, we're gonna jump right in. Obviously, uh, part of our intro portion is that we talk about current news and some of the news that was released this week was uh, the real time rivals mode. Pretty yeah. uh, pretty excited about that. Course trailer up on Facebook and GoldenT dot com.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, it's, it's a mode we've speculated about a little bit over the last few podcasts, uh, but they gave us some details, and, and uh, Adam Kramer played out a few holes against John Daly. Uh, Getting whooped. Yeah, so it looks like you'll have, uh, when you log in, you'll have nine options of who to play, the worst being Duffer Dan. It goes way, <laughs> goes way back. Uh, Duffer Dan is a, a Dan, reference to Dan Scrameni, em- current employee of IT, but he's shifted from the uh, Golden Tee side over to the uh, more gaming side. Gaming, yeah. Uh, and then all the way up to the second from the top would be Evan Gossett. World champion, Kramer, yeah. world champ, looking very fly in his gold outfit. Yeah, amazing. And uh, then top is John Daly. So uh, this is only in casual play. Um, and by the looks of things, or by the sounding of things from yeah, Adam Kramer, John Daly is going to be quite a player.
0: Yeah, uh, that, Adam that. Kramer holed out on hole one, and then John Daly followed him in on hole two. So, yeah, and, and he was pointing like crazy. So I think someone said on Facebook, "Good, you know, good thing you can't play John Daly straight up for one through five games or two through ten." It's cause like he, playing Taylo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he just kept going over and over and over. Uh, very excited for that. I, I know uh, Tony touched upon that. It's not for prizes, and the nine different characters. There's going to be three different brackets: a gold, silver, and bronze. Uh, they haven't really released many details other than the players, so I, I would assume that you'd have to start in this uh, bronze bracket and kind of beat the three bronze players. I don't know if you can directly I go up.
1: Uh, yeah, I speculation on my part, but I would guess you can play whoever you want um, at any time because you're not logging in, right? So it's it's That's a good point. It's just your initials, and so uh, you kind of have to be able to pick. And I, I'm assuming they're going to want people to be able to pick John Daly as much as possible just because... Yeah. Well, he's a new big marketing piece for uh
0: Golden T. Yeah, I think they said that was a multi year deal. So if uh if you've checked out the video on Facebook, it kinda coincides with some of the other news of the week, which is the new function coming in Golden T nineteen, uh the trackball direction.
1: Yeah, so you hear us talk sometimes about A ones or C threes or, or like a uh, one and a half, or you know, and, and I tend to try to think of the the trackball as kind of a clock face. Correct. So yeah. you got six o'clock would be straight back, and and twelve o'clock would be straight forward. Well, they've now integrated in the functionality of after you hit your shot, you'll see how close to if you wanted to do a straight back, straight forward, it would show you how close you got to that. Um, or if you're doing an A1, uh, in the demo that Adam did, he didn't he didn't do a lot of I'll say exotic shots. He yeah. did a lot of just kind of pull back, hit forward. Probably did that on purpose to leave a little mystery. Uh, I was, As I was watching, I kept wanting him to hit a big A1 or a big C3 because not only does it show you the direction, which I think would be really interesting for, like, a spinning A1 or a spinning C3, but also tells you the speed. Um, so it would be interesting to know, okay, am I really at getting extra miles per hour on that on that A1 or C3 with the spinny, or am I not? And so uh, we'll find that out soon enough in... Uh, little uh about two months when the courses get released or one month when the betas get released uh so we'll get a little bit more information but i think it should be helpful for your average player and i think it'll be helpful for the pros
0: yeah seeing uh seeing your shot and, and having that immediate feedback you know we talk a lot about uh going out and trying to find better players with you and learning from that um And oftentimes, you know, I've played with folks who are uh, just coming up in the game and they talk about, oh man, I hit that perfect, you know. So in their mind, they think they've hit this great shot where they've absolutely, hey, I did everything right and all this, this game isn't doing it properly. But you're going to have that feedback right away, whether you overcut it, undercut it and things like that. Obviously, you're going to take off distance. They're going to mess up your line and you might be wide of the green. You might end up in the water. Uh, so I think it's going to be good in, in terms of folks growing the game and, and seeing their skills get elevated for that.
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So what, uh, what Will didn't mention is our location today. Yes, We're at uh, Green Lake. So previously we've been at McHugh's a decent amount. Uh, and you get a lot of motorcycles and, uh, <laughs> and uh, trucks, beer, ambulance, police cars occasionally. Beer bottles clanking around. Right now we've got, a lo- and maybe some wind. Right now we've got some waves rolling in. We're yes. down right by Green Lake. Uh, I'm sure instead of motorcycles, we'll have some motorboats. Motorboats, jet skis. Uh, so if you hear some of that in the background. We always like to mix in a little bit of background noise just to keep yeah, things fresh.
0: The ambiance, so you, you guys can hopefully not fall asleep to this podcast, but listen to it as you wind down for the day. So hopefully we uh, are up early enough where we don't have any screaming kids running by talking about snakes or dead fish floating around in the water.
1: The uh, final piece of news, which is maybe a week old, but... It just started this week is the uh, homeowners contest. Uh, i personally been, I've had a home machine for about four years now. I won it about four years ago. Um, and every summer they have a contest or two to give away a, uh, a free update or half off a free update. Yeah, you know, some, some discounts. Some yeah, discounts. And so the summer swing just started this previous Monday. Uh, so there's been some some leaderboards already so the first week was most hole in ones and the top five move on to this is kind of the semi-finals the top five move on to the finals next week it'll be a new five and it's uh, most gsp so that starts most of you will be listening to this on monday or later so it will have already started if you're a homeowner Uh, next up is lowest 10 scores average and then the final week is most birdies and so eventually after all this they'll qualify 20 people and they'll send out lock conditions card to the Exciting, to the yeah. 20 homeowners, and we'll play a seven course cycle. I think I have those details right. A seven course cycle on the 2017 courses, and the uh, low total wins. And so first place is a free update. Second place is like 75 percent off a free update or off an update. Uh, third place is half off an update, and, and then they give off give away some gift cards after that. Gift cards, t-shirts, yeah. So uh, something that's always fun uh, fun to participate in. Uh, I, I've talked with uh, some of my fellow homeowners, and we've we've decided which weeks we're going after. Uh, I might I might give the GSP a little little chance this week, uh, but
0: my game is going to be a low ten. So yeah, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully,
1: all the rest of the really really good homeowners have have uh, already gotten their spot by then.
0: Yeah, the uh, the summer swing. So we got the leaderboard currently going on, and we got Michael Bowling with an amazing 57 hole in ones. This was a, this was a Friday update from. Uh, from Golden Tee, post on their website. He
1: probably got another fifty-seven over the weekend. Yeah,
0: goodness, that's a that's a huge number. Uh, because Bowling's fifty-seven is taking first over Justin Wilson. More who, than doubled up. Yeah, is is at twenty-eight, and then next down in third, you got uh, Bryce Lippek. I hope I'm saying that right. Uh, with twenty-seven, we got Corey Neely with twenty-three, and then rounding out the top five, we got Skipper Horner. Uh, recent, Never heard of him. Yeah, re- recent uh, recent homeowner addition to uh, that prestigious group, uh, coming in with twenty-three. So he and Corey are tied for fourth fifth, both with twenty three. Uh coming in just outside of the line to move into that uh that finals position. Uh, we got goodness I want to say Charlie Hall, I believe, is at nineteen and Mike Donahue at eighteen. I don't remember them saying anything about
1: ties. Right? Yeah, I, I don't think there, know there if wouldn't it's be gonna... it would be extremely odd to get a tie for most G S P total. Yeah. Um and most birdies are better. But in the cha- in the case of Hole in Ones here we've got Two guys tied for 4th, 5th at, at 23, and then two guys pretty close behind them at 19. I, I don't remember seeing a tiebreaker, so we'll see what
0: happens there. Yeah, I don't know if that would be GSP or you know most games played, which would kind of revert back to GSP as well, since you're chasing holes and hole outs. So. Yeah, so we'll see. By the time this uh,
1: posts, we, we'll probably have a leaderboard uh, Monday sometime, um, With and the final we'll, we'll results, have an answer yeah. in there, and then we'll start on the next one, which is uh, most, uh, most GSP this week.
0: Yeah, it right. should be exciting. Good luck, guys. All right, next up, we're going to go to our segment of Saving Strokes. This is a portion of the program on the Podmore Get Better podcast where we talk about ways that you can improve your game, hopefully save a couple strokes during your round, whether it's avoiding the water or just implementing new things into your game to help you uh, kind of become a better golden tee player. So this week uh, we're going to talk about something that I think a lot of us kind of
1: take for granted, which is, well, thumb shots or, or pullback versus no pullback and yeah. kind of the theory behind that. Uh, Why a lot of us try to play as many thumb shots as possible, Um, and I think it ties in well with the new feature that was talked about this week, which is the which is the feedback after your shot coming in the 2019 to show you which direction you pulled back or hit forward, Um, and I think in general the reason for thumb shots is that you've eliminated one of the variables, right? Correct. So when we, when we can see the direction of pullback and the direction of hit forward come, when the 2019 release hits, you'll see that, okay, yeah, I, did, I, I meant to pull that straight back, but I actually pulled it a little left of center, a little Resulting right of center, in a cut, yeah. Which results in a little bit of a cut shot. And so in theory, if you can eliminate one of those variables and only hit it forward, then, uh, then you're much more consistent with your direction. Um, addition, so the, uh, the things that come along with that is it's going to go a little bit shorter, right? You, Correct. You're not going to to hit it as far with a thumb shot as you are with a pullback palm, a pull back palm pull back shot. Pullback palm, yeah. Additionally, it's not going to go quite as high. Yeah. So things that affect the height are if you don't pull back, it's not going to go quite as high. Uh, so if you're trying to clear a tree or, or whatever, uh, a pullback is going to help you clear that tree. Additionally, having backspin or bite is going to make it go a little higher, and having roll and release is going to make it go a little bit lower. And so the idea being on a thumb shot is, especially if you can get a straight wind, if you can thumb it dead straight, um, then you have a, a good chance for a hole-out. And, yeah. and we've talked about you know chasing hole-outs. And so a lot of times, we, in the past we've talked about sand sniper, Minnesota missile, whatever we want to call it. So a lot of times I'm looking for bunkers on early holes where you want hole-outs. Well, if, if there's no bunkers or the bunkers don't make sense to go into and the, and the hole is pretty big, then I'm looking for... Here comes a jet ski. You might be picking up that noise in the background. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for, uh, if it's a big hole, I'm, I'm looking to hit it way left or way right maybe in order to line up the wind dead straight so that Correct. I can't have a thumb shot. Uh, and then sometimes it's in the rough, which is sort of... It's not a sand missile, but from the rough, it does help uh, keep it a little bit lower and and come in out of the wind. Yeah, it's
0: going to normally give you a lower lofted club, and you you can start taking aims at those. Like Tony talked about in the early portion of the game, you're going to have winds that aren't as ramped up. You're not going to see the 10s and 12 crosswinds. And to Tony's point about potentially going in the left rough or the right rough, uh, trying to line up with the wind a little more. Take some of that out of the equation where you can really dial it in and start chasing some holes.
1: And I, I think uh, you know, one other thing is uh, for, for my thumb shots, one of the reasons I like to use a lot of hybrids in my, in my club sets is because I feel like the hybrids compared to the regular irons. So if mm-hmm. I've got a five iron and a five hybrid, the five hybrid is going to go further because it's just a longer club. Yeah. But with a thumb shot, it tends to be, I feel like the five hybrid in this case gets to where it says it's going to get whereas if I thumb a five iron I feel like it always comes up short and same thing with a seven iron versus a seven hybrid and stuff like that so I I think the height the extra height and distance of the hybrids helps uh, thumb shots be more consistent with where it says it's going to end up
0: yeah for my game I agree I uh I like to have a three hybrid a uh, five hybrid and then in a couple sets I've got seven and eight hybrids uh, just to kind of close some of the gaps on the distances there But no, I I agree with that. I think they're great clubs, and then you talk about trying to line up with the wind and either having the pullback or no pullback, I I think it gives you an opportunity to really uh, score and go after and chase the holes. And if you're getting the true distance feedback on that with the hybrids, um, hopefully that avoids any wind issues, either going too long or too short, where you could potentially end up in a hazard as well. Yep. So that's uh, this week's Saving Strokes. Good luck.
1: All right, so we've come to the sponsor. Part of our podcast, and we've
0: got a brand new sponsor this week. A new one again? I know, we get a new one every week. My goodness!
1: Eventually, we're going to run out of sponsors, so we might have to start recycling. Some yeah, it's, it's
0: going to be more commercials than podcasts at some point. Yeah. It seems like well, we
1: got to make that money. Well, yeah, my goodness. But anyway, uh, this week our, our new sponsor, very happy to have on board, Russ Layton's Moving Company. Ooh, from Power Events. Yeah, yeah, he's got wow. his own. He, he he has his own moving business. No kidding. And. And, you know, he, he's, he's kind of grown his business by moving golden tea machines around the country. Um, he likes to move a lot at a time. Uh, yeah, big trailer. I've yeah, seen big the trailer. trailer. You know, he, he can haul quite a bit. So it, whether it's a golden tea machine or, or a bunch of couches Ooh. or, you know, anything. A bunch of, uh, you know, a boat, a bunch of inflatable uh, swans that we've got here out here at Green Lake. Yeah. If you need to move a bunch of stuff and ideally then move it back to where it came from, Within the, and then the next few days, Russ Layton is your guy. Quick loves, turnaround it, time? He'll, he'll move it out there. Wow. He'll even help you set it up a lot of times. Oh, goodness. And then he'll stick around for a while, um, however many days you need, and then he'll move it
0: back to where it came from, maybe, the, the, if the, you want to. That's great. This uh, Part of the promotion, it sounds like, in reading the email, is that he gives discounts for cross-country. So the further you're going Yes. and then moving that product, that item... Immediately back to where it came from, you get huge savings and huge discounts. Yeah, he doesn't want to
1: just move it, you know, from like St. Louis to Cincinnati, or St. Louis to Chicago. He's really looking for those long haul trips. St. Louis to Anchorage, something like that. Uh, St. Louis to Orlando. That's another nice long trip. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, And so, uh, for sure, if if you've got uh, some moving needs, against you know, it's pretty specific. If you want to move it there and probably move it back. Then Russ
0: Layton is going to be your guy. That's great, man. R- Russ Layton Moving Company. Th- thank you for getting on board here. It's great to have you. This this sounds like something I uh, I might book and take adven- advantage of uh, after a couple drinks. Yes. You know, just whether it's a couch or some lawn furniture, uh, sending it halfway across the country and then within a couple days bring it right back to your house. I mean, what what better way to see the country?
1: I mean, you can give you can give your couch an adventure. Right? Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Maybe you could even tag along I know that Russ Layton does occasionally have some helpers that come with. Yeah,
0: Dan Weiss I know he's a helper, but I'm not sure how big the truck is, but I bet they could squeeze you in. Yeah Might be a little extra. Yeah, that's that that, that's that's fantastic So so thanks to Russ Layton moving company uh, for jumping on board with this Uh, give them a try move something across country Three four days later move it back to your own safety and security and everything is a wash and uh, Russ Layton's moving company will continue to grow as a business and coming up, I think this is probably our uh, most popular segment that we do each week. Uh, we're gonna. I come... enjoy it the most. Yeah, we're we're gonna have the classic course reveal. Currently uh, this week, uh, ending this evening at midnight, is gonna wrap up Grand Savannah. Uh, and uh, great job by uh, Will and
1: Andy describing Grand Savannah last week. Uh, <laughs> I gave Andy a few pointers. He missed out a, on a couple things that I well, I let him know about. What I discovered this week is I actually don't like Grand Savannah that much.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> in uh... my
1: head. I liked it. But once I started playing it a lot, I don't care for it. Yeah. Especially that,
0: that stupid hole seventeen. Yeah, that that got frustrating. You know, you have a good round going and seventeen tanks it or you have a round that kind of blows up early to mid round, all of a sudden you get to hole seventeen and you stick it and that birdie you just got doesn't really help you move up the, the live play leaderboard. So as we transition from Grand Savannah, we're gonna we're gonna go back to a, a fairly recent one here. That's our uh, most
1: recent one so far, I think.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's
1: Pearl Lagoon. Yes. Uh, from the 2015 courses, so released in in 2014, but it's a 2015 course. So only uh, three years ago in terms of uh, courses. Fairly recent, yeah. yeah, The most recent one so far. Um, A lot of elevation changes on this course. Even early on, yeah. Even early on. And I think, you know, thinking about the club set for this course, um, a lot of woods. Because of the elevation change, um, there's a hole later on, hole 15, I think, is the maybe sixteen. Par, the top, tough, short par four, uh, two hybrid, three hybrid might be handy there, yeah. so I might try to mix one of those in uh, and lose that forward, but um, but yeah, a lot of elevation change on this course. So let's just pop right into it. Uh, hole one, we've got a pretty plain par four, yeah, as is pretty, yeah. pretty common uh, for Golden Tee. Um, so we've got uh, straight away, uh, if you can get in that bunker, find yourself a good opportunity for a sand sniper, but most of the time you're going to be laying into the fairway again. If you can, if you can find a straight wind um, by going either far left or far right side, or just off the fairway, that that's going to give you a good chance for a hole out, maybe.
0: Uh, and, and right off the bat, hole number two, it starts to get exciting here. Um, we we got to Tony's point. We got some elevation change. We got a drivable par four. Um, it is downhill, and the wind actually picks up a little bit on this hole. Sometime you're yeah, going to definitely have to factor in the wind and then the change in the elevation here. Uh, most of the time, you're hitting a wood into this hole.
1: Yeah, a, a hole, hole two, and then a hole three in here in a second actually play about the same length, same distance, uh, both way downhill. Uh, in this case, you've got a little bit more trouble around the green, which makes it a par four. And again, like Will said, you've got even if the wind isn't particularly strong, since it's so far downhill, the wind is going to affect the shot a little bit more. Uh, moving up to hole three, which I already touched on a little bit, uh, it's a downhill par three. Actually, maybe even plays a little bit longer than the par 4 that we just played. Um, but downhill, not quite. It's a much bigger green, not not nearly as much trouble around it. Um, but, yeah, uh, not, not much to this hole. Yeah, you'll
0: uh, you'll see this hole every once in a while in uh, your closest to the pin if you're playing closest to the pin games. You know, now it's down to only 35 people. But that one pops up fairly often. A lot of times you might have a 300, 310 driver. Uh, it's typically between a driver and a 5-wood. Fairly, uh, fairly good size.
1: Uh, next up we've got hole 4 which is a par 5. Uh, I'd say this is the first first hole that starts to get a little bit interesting. Uh, you're going to want to get your drive out there as far as possible uh, which sounds obvious with a par 5 but uh, very important in this case because the further you get it out there the less you're going to have to contend with a cliff that might be in the way for your second shot. If you don't get it out there quite far enough you're going you're gonna to have to play some sort of A1 type shot Around that cliff, uh, ideally you're gonna there's a there's a single bunker out there, and you're gonna try to get just on the other side of it. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm, my aiming point is. So in a in a lot of cases, I'm I'm from where it kind of starts. You, I'm turning two to the left and doing a big A one. It looks like I might hit yeah. those trees, but I can't say I've ever hit those
0: trees. And so uh, a high T A one there is the shot that I usually yeah. Play. That's that's the distance you're looking for to really get out there. You're gonna have to hit that drive good to have a good approach in. Uh,
1: next up, we've got a par four drivable hole number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty tricky
0: early on hole. Yeah, uh, you can see this on on a lot of courses on the backside. It uh, it can definitely eat some strokes here.
1: Yeah, I know that there's been some videos of some low tees, some skip shots here. That's not a shot I ever really played all that much. Uh, we're gonna usually I'm playing a, a high T three wood or a high T two ninety driver. Uh, again, a little bit of a A one type shot, um, and it's gonna get you. Uh, up onto the green, which is a up, has an up slope to it, which helps with the high tee, yeah. but it's kind of an island green, so it can be a little bit dicey.
0: Yeah, so on this hole, a lot of the time, I, I would say probably about 80% of the time, I feel like I'm going around to the left, but if you get in a portion like a back right tee box, I've actually gone around to the right of the trees. There's a little gap over there, Yeah. Uh, not fairly often. Uh, yeah, I, I
1: I maybe have played around with that a little bit, but I can't say it was ever my go-to shot at all. But hey, I, I, again, I've seen that different people play this hole differently. Just for me yeah. it's always been kind of the high T three or the
0: high T two ninety. Yeah, nice little soft landing coming into it. Yep. Uh next up we've got a extremely plain par three. It yes. usually <laughs> plays uh
1: somewhere between hundred and 100 to hundred and seventy yards. Uh a little gentle slope on the green. Not too much wind usually at this point. Uh definitely a whole opp whole lot opportunity. This is for sure your other than hole one I guess, your first whole lot opportunity here.
0: Yeah, if, uh Wheel, if, if you're kind of hesitant to uh, use roll or release, uh, this is a good hole to kind of practice on. You do have a fairly good sized green, you don't have much in terms of elevation change. Uh, you can definitely give this a run right here.
1: Yep. Uh,
0: next up we've got another par 5,
1: hole 7. Uh, this hole uh, can be a little bit tricky. And so your, your goal here is to, when, when I'm approaching this hole, I want to get it near the end of the fairway. And so that's usually kind of a thumb, thumb driver, a thumb 290, depending on the wind. You want to be, you know, kind of toward the left side of the end of the fairway, but not yep. too far to the left side, uh, because the next shot, if you're going to get there in two, you're going to be kind of working at, again, an A1 type shot. This is all A1 type shots on this course, I guess, but uh, kind of through a, a little bit of a, a gap in two, between two cliffs Correct. to the green, yeah. which can be
0: a pretty tough shot, actually. Yeah, Tony talked about the first shot. Uh, nice little landing pad out there. It uh, it can be kind of deceiving. I know I've definitely screwed it up, uh, which yeah, is frustrating.
1: You don't want to use roller release. You want to use bite or backspin there to, to get it to just kind
0: of land and check Subtle down. Yeah, and then to Tony's point, that that second shot coming in, again, you're going to have to most likely play a a little bit of a cut shot, not necessarily a full A1 or whatnot, uh, maybe like a little half and half, uh, so that should be exciting with that. Uh, But yeah, definitely a a challenging hole early on again.
1: Uh, Next up, we've got hole 8, par 3, another par 3. This one can play a lot of different distances. It can go anywhere from like 110 up to, I remember I used to sometimes hit a 2 hybrid on this hole, uh, which I probably won't have in this week's bag, but I might. Um, but uh, kind of a fancy bunker designer on the green, but for the yeah. most part, a pretty, pretty normal-looking hole, flat green. So again, that's gonna make, it, uh, make yeah. it a really good pull haul- out opportunity. Uh, next up, we've got the last hole of the front nine, and then uh, so that's a part- drivable par four
0: yeah this uh, can this can be a little tricky again uh yeah pro lagoon is full of tricky little holes yeah you, even on the front you have a mountain basically uh separating you from the green and i actually struggled with this whole lot even even with high tees um i go, agree. go going around to the left you know you're h- hitting an a1 sometimes sometimes it might even be a full uh and then if you hit a c3 you're basically playing where you're trying to keep it over the fairway um, because this does have elevation change where it goes downhill and if you're going and doing uh, a C3 from the right hand side and going around the right hand portion of the fairway, there's going to be a drop off, there's going to be a rock face where your ball, if you just barely get over the fairway, can hit that rock face and trickle down.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, if you most of the time I'm hitting an A1 type shot on here. I remember there were some setups back in the day where I would play a a C3 type shot, but for the most part it's an A1 and if you hit a high, you know, a high... Five wood or a high four wood, maybe if you've got some, a tailwind or, or you're up in the tee box, uh, you will kind of clear the edge of that that big mountain in front of you. But if yeah. you're having to hit a driver or a three wood, you're going to have to go around it. And so this yeah. would be an opportunity. I didn't play a lot of fulls back in 2015. Uh, this might be an opportunity for to practice your fulls. So do an extra turn to the left and do kind of a full cut. A, in this case, and, uh, and a thumb at two, or a soft thumb at two. Yeah, and a See a if you can get two. it to really wrap around that hill.
0: Yeah, have it snap back, going in and uh, heading into the green on a nice line. Yep.
1: All right, we had to take a little break there at the turn uh, to get <laughs> the kids in the water. They were anxious. So, uh, kids are in the water, and uh, now we're ready for the back nine.
0: Back nine, yeah. We had, to, we had a nice little break there at uh, the turn.
1: Yeah, uh, so hole 10. uh the back nine starts off a lot like the front nine with an undrivable par four. Uh, usually for me, this is just kind of a, a smooth, you know, straight ahead shot. It's going to bounce it to the right, and you're going to have, usually for me, like a five hybrid in, something along that, yeah, that line, that seven correct. hybrid, something like that. Uh, kind of a whole lot of opportunity. This would be a good opportunity to use bite because you're going to be coming into like a down five green where, uh, especially if it's on the back of the green. We've, we've talked about some of the whole par threes in the past, That that the bite is a really good opportunity to chase it at the hole and not have a lot of risk of running over. So that would be an opportunity here as well. Uh, Next up, we got hole 11, which is a par 5. Yeah. Uh, A tricky (laughs) little guy. Um, If you look, if you're lined up pretty much straight at the green, you've got three little islands out there. I never even messed with those three little islands. Maybe like the first few times. Mm. I'm always going to the fourth kind of island way off to the right. It's a lot bigger. Uh, from there it may be a little bit longer shot. You're still you're gonna have a three-wood or a driver in, but that bigger island makes it a lot easier to hold. So for me, usually that's a a high T 290 or a high T driver. Just to kind of get it to land on that island and, and check softly, and then so still have
0: what, yeah, and then still have kind of a long wood in. I know uh, setup dependent, maybe only you know ten percent of the time. I think you can put it at the end of the fairway with a tailwind, yeah, and have a driver in as well. Uh, but to Tony's point, yeah, that that island is uh, definitely the the choice spot to be in trying to attack this pin and get your eagle
1: yeah I mean those three islands would be a better spot if you could be there consistently but I never found consistency in getting to those three and I always I was a lot more consistent and safer uh, so be safe yes uh, to go to the bigger island uh, hole 12 is a par 3 um, pretty straight away, a bit of a downslope on the screen so again this might be an opportunity for a bite shot uh, usually, going to play between 170 and say 240 or so. So, you might be coming in with a hybrid, yeah. a longer hybrid, you might be coming in with a wood. Um, back in the day, I, I don't remember, I don't think I had an eight wood in my setup on this course. I think I just played the Hawks, and so I had the two hybrid and the three hybrid. So, I found myself running at this whole lot. Whereas now, with my set as it is right now, uh, I'll have an eight wood and a three hybrid. So, you're either coming at it high or coming at it low. And yeah, so, depending on pin position. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna that's a great on the point.
0: Pin. Uh, next up, we've got hole 13, which is another par 5. Yeah, another, another fun one. This is, uh, this is a good year in terms of uh, course selection and designs by Zielinski. And uh, some of these par 4s, par 5s are, are really tricky and uh, can cost you some strokes here. But if, if you know where to put your tee shot or how to approach the green, you can definitely gain a stroke or two on some folks. So this hole was the beginning
1: of the end for me. <laughs> uh, in uh, the 2014, or 2015, I guess. No, 2014? Doesn't matter. Well, Minnesota Open. I was king of the hill, and I had uh, I, Paul Luna came through the losers bracket, and uh, and we were tied on the first go around until this hole, and I I lost at least a stroke. I don't remember exactly a stroke or two on this hole, and so he ended up beating me the first match. But then he had to beat me again. Well, what do we do again? Get pro Lagoon, which at the time was my least favorite course of the of all the courses of that year. So we get pro L- Lagoon again, and then he beats me again. So. This was the beginning of the end in that match.
0: So now, I know we took a break at the turn. I, I know during that match, didn't Paul Luna take a break? Yeah, it might not have been well? at the
1: turn, but uh, he did. Yeah. So I, I still give him some crap, pun intended, yeah. uh, for his uh, little break that yes. he took. Long
0: uh, potty break, yeah. Yeah,
1: And uh, but hey... We all understand. We've all been there. Yeah. He, did, he didn't want to take a break.
0: Yeah, not. In but a his body dictated man. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Maybe too many paninos that weekend. Uh, something, something definitely happened. He he was gone for a while. But as we know, he didn't go sneak off to another location in the middle of the match and attempt to set his long drive record. Uh, right. Still yeah. sitting at a 467. So so Luna, you gotta you gotta listen to the podcast. You gotta bust out those A ones, the C threes. Uh, might have an opportunity this week on a couple holes coming up towards the end. Some drivable. Uh, some long par fives. Well, and as our sponsor this week, Russ Layton is used to long drives.
1: Yes. So local St. Louis guy, Paul Luna, might want to talk to Russ Layton yeah, about could,
0: some long drives and get some advice. Yeah, take a page out of Russ's book, Paul. You uh, you can learn something about these long drives.
1: Anyway, back to the hole itself. Um, most of the time I find myself going to what looks like a pretty little strip on the toward the right-hand side, just over yep. that right-hand bunker. Uh, but you've got a decent amount of room there. It's a, it's a, it's a shot that you can screw up occasionally, especially in a say a championship match. <laughs> yeah. uh, but most of the time, I'm going to that spot. Some people uh, went around to the big, big side of the fairway to the left. I've never uh, been. I a never fan really, of that one. never really did that much. I think if with the right setup, it might make sense if you had a big left to right wind. Uh, but most of the time, I'm just consistently going out to that. Rel- relatively small landing spot. Yeah. From, that, the, from there, it's you're going to be cutting in a, a a driver or a three wood or something like that.
0: Yeah. That that landing spot can look a little deceiving on uh, the course overlay. Uh, it looks fairly small, but it's actually a little more forgiving than you may think initially. Yeah. Uh, next up, we've got hole 14,
1: which is a par four, undrivable. Uh, you've got one main fairway, kind of dead dead ahead. I'm there almost every time. There are some little fairway patches to the right and to the left. Not any place I ever went with nope. any sort of regularity, unless I would maybe in a in a daily contest if I was trying to line up the wind just right or get some sort of full. But for the most part, I'm going out to that 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 uh, straight ahead fairway, and it's a it's a seven hybrid or a seven iron or an eight iron or a yeah, nine a little, iron. From there. Yeah,
0: a little short iron flip. Uh, I think it's slightly uphill, so you may have to factor that in. Uh, yeah, good opportunity get... for the lease. Yeah,
1: uphill up. You're you're hitting up the hill and the green is an up, so it's a good opportunity for release to make sure you get it to the hole. Correct. Uh, Hole 15 is another par 4. This is the one I was referencing earlier. Yeah, it's a doozy. This is a real doozy. Uh, You've got three main tee boxes here. From the left-hand tee box, it's not so bad. It's just a little kind of baby A1 cut shot. Uh, this This whole course would be interesting if he just mirrored it and they were all C3s instead of A1s. I've yeah. i said A once so a darn many times here. Um
0: that'd be an interesting thing in general actually. Yeah.
1: It's like a throwback Thursday, but it just mirrors the whole course. I wonder how the programming would work. Yeah, on they those.
0: got mixed up Mondays, so I don't think we can do mirrored up Mondays. Yeah. Uh, but but I'm reflection
1: I'm sure... Thursdays? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's a tough hole. This uh Pearl Lagoon to your point uh wasn't necessarily my least favorite course that year but uh, it's a very tricky course and, and this hole uh, seemed to kind of make or break my yeah. round. It, if, if
1: this isn't the trickiest then it's hole 18, but this is a pretty darn tricky hole. Hole 18 maybe had a little bit more risk involved with it Agreed. but I bet I eagled hole 18 more than I eagled this hole.
0: Yeah, maybe, i I'm not I, sure. I would agree with you. Uh, I know at some of the back boxes I think there's an opportunity for a high 8 wood, uh, but to Tony's point I always found myself either with a 2 hybrid or 3 hybrid uh, typically just trying to have it get near the green if not on the green. Uh yeah. but but at least getting a birdie at worst. You, you don't want to take a par here. Not necessarily a hole where you're going to get very aggressive cuz you got water lining that entire right-hand portion of the green.
1: Yeah, you're you're hitting an A1, so you're you're going from left to right and it's a right-breaking green toward water on the right-hand side of the green. And so uh that bunker in the front, nothing wrong with that. I oftentimes ended up there and I oftentimes used it to kind of bounce out of for especially with a 2 yeah. hybrid or a 3 hybrid. Uh, so again, this is uh, probably one of the tougher holes of that whole year of courses, including uh, what we'll talk about in just a couple minutes with just hole 18. Uh, next up, we've got hole 16, which is a par three. Uh, you got a lot of different tee box options here, or not yeah. a lot of not a lot of tee boxes, but they make the hole very differently. So you yeah. can have a an uphill shot from 170 yards or a way downhill shot from 290 yards. So a lot of variety variety on this hole. Uh, Pretty big break in the green. Uh, I think it's like a, a uh, nine or so. Uh, so you got a lot of variety here, um, but should be a birdie hole most of the time unless you get some really crazy right-to-left wind with a tucked, tucked, tucked pin yeah. or something like yeah, that.
0: Yeah, that that elevation change, the wind being this late in the round, uh, can can definitely make this a little bit difficult. Uh, next up, hole 17, which is our final par five. Yeah, this could be a Paul Luna hole right here.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Potentially uh, 468, you know, Oh gosh, uh, upping his record. I don't know if I'm rooting for Paul Luna to break that record or against, because I sure do enjoy talking about it every week. Yeah. And, and if he broke it and really went deep, then I feel like we wouldn't be able to talk about it every week. Yeah, I, I think what... I mean, what, 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 at the what, end of the day, he, I'm rooting for him.
0: Yeah, what, once he gets over 500 yards, I, th- I think we can, you know, maybe start digging into uh, some other players' stats and seeing mm, where they're stacking up. That'll be fun um, too. But yeah, I mean, gosh, he's got 33, 33 more yards to go. I mean, this isn't, this isn't the British Open where you're getting some big rolls on this. Uh, so par five here, uh, it's not that bad. I, I find myself most of the time going long. Uh, from the first fairway into the second fairway, kind of tanking it down, but there is another option here.
1: Yeah, so I think I started off going that way a lot. Deep, you're hitting a big A1 down the hill, ending up with kind of between 240 and 270 and you're hitting a kind of a cut shot Typically around the mountain. Typically a cut, yeah. Uh, what I ended up doing a lot more, I think, toward the end of the year was going just to the end of that first fairway. And from there, you've got kind of a gap between the mountains Yep. you don't have to really thread the needle. You just have to make sure you give it. You're probably not going to thumb it from there because, uh, because you need it to get a little bit over. There's a little hill or something or a mountain that you got to get over. Uh, but from there, it's just kind of a. It's an easier first shot, and a lot of times it's a straight second shot. Uh, Correct. Again, you're going then into a straight into a down six. Um, in my mind, that's just a little bit easier shot. But sometimes, depending on the wind, I might, I might still go deep, trying to yeah. get that uh, trying to get that long
0: drive. Yeah, good uh, Good par 5 here is a hole number 17 and it does give you you know options to Tony's point uh, that can kind of set up for your game whether you're more comfortable not hitting a big crazy swooping drive going for your long drive record uh, where you might just thumb a 3-wood or a driver out there and then have a straight shot coming in. So definitely some options that can suit everyone's game.
1: So closing out hole 18, like I said, oh, yeah. it,
0: this is either the
1: toughest or the second toughest hole on the course. Uh, can be a real bear. I mean, there there are setups where it's not so bad. You've got two tee boxes. Uh, if you're on the right-hand tee box, you get a little bit straighter look at the at the green. If you're on the left-hand tee box, uh, you lose that straight look, but you do gain one option, which is to go around to the left side. Yes. So I remember toward the end of the year, I started to play that shot a little bit more, uh, which is a, almost almost kind of a full. It's kind of an A1 or around the left-hand side of the big grove of trees that's between you and
0: the green. Uh, but most of the time, I feel like I'm hitting some sort of C3 type shot. Yeah, giving uh, it a cut shot into this. The the green is uh, downhill, it slopes away from you, I, I think it's a down 10 I believe. Yep, down 10. And there's going to be water to the left, water to the right. Uh, there is a little bit of a bailout area long, yep. uh, where you can have your drive go a little long, so if anything, you you would prefer to be long rather than short, because in that instance, you may have a straight uphill chip. Going yep. into an up ten green where you can you can send in a good chip and keep it on a good line, and give yourself a chance to still save eagle.
1: And depending on where that pin is, you might almost prefer the chip over the putt because there are instances where you you can feel real good about having stuck the green and then find yourself with a unmakeable putt. Uh, you're on the green; it might be straight up ten, but if it's you know a certain distance away, your putt might not even get to the hole. Yeah. And so in that case, you'd rather have a chip than a putt. Uh, but again, very difficult hole. Uh, birdie's not the worst score in the world here. Uh, but, uh, you know, if you're going to be shooting
0: that minus 28 par, then uh, then this is an eagle hole. Yeah, got, got to get your eagle here if you want to close it out strong. Uh, That's going to wrap it up for the classic course of the week. Otherwise, we're also going to wrap up the podcast here. Uh, Sun's coming out. Kids are getting in the water. Uh, I think we're probably going to hit the water here soon. Uh, We're also going to talk about the upcoming tourneys as we like to do typically at the closing portion. Uh, We do have some new recent announcements. We have the Indianapolis tournament coming up uh, just next weekend, uh, August 2nd through 5th. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Fairly centrally located in the Middle of the country, which is nice, and that's followed up by the Cincinnati Tournament, August 23rd to the 26th. Wisconsin, they're going to have a brand new course kickoff. Uh, Courses should be shipped on that Monday, installed on Tuesday for those vendors that took the overnight option. And that following Saturday, it sounds like it's just going to be a one-day tournament. Uh, If you're able to get up to Wisconsin, it doesn't sound like it's going to be played on Sunday. Uh, They're going to do the qualifying, they're going to do the new courses, they're going to do the match play all on Saturday. Um, not and, if they get like a hundred of us there. Yeah, and, and, and obviously that's uh, you know during football season So I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm, I'm potentially watching the
1: Packers lose.
0: Yeah in Wisconsin. Yeah, That'd I'm, be I'm great I'm hoping for that uh, the Wisconsin guys are always great always a blast and uh, last but not least we have a uh, Richmond coming up October 4th to 7th we, we oftentimes talk about you know if you haven't been to attorney to get to attorney uh, They're all a blast that they're all so much fun obviously, you know we have family obligations and so forth. So as much as I'd love to make it to everyone, I can't. I know you can't. Yep. Uh, but make it out to one. You're gonna meet so many fun people. Uh, big shout out again to PEGT uh, Power Events. You know, Golden Tee Tour, Golf Tour, um, for helping with a bunch of these tournaments. Some are also locally run, um, but they're just a great group of guys. Uh, you know, Russ Layton. He's a part of that. Russ Layton's moving company. I think that's his full-time job and then just some of the local ones here. So great opportunity to get out, meet some folks, uh, potentially play the new courses at the Wisconsin-Richmond tourney as well. All right. Have a great week, guys. Good luck on Pearl Lagoon. Thanks. Please follow us, rate us, and subscribe to us on the Podmore and Get Better podcast. Thank you.